calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, welcome back to Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic, bring out some of my favorite funny ladies, uh, and we discuss all things bro, bro movies, bro sporting events, and uh, anything bro you could think of. Uh, today we have a very bro-y treat for you, and it is uh, from 2004. It is Quentin Tarantino's fourth film, which it tells you Right there in the opening titles, the fourth film by Quentin Tarantino, uh, we're talking about Kill Bill Volume 1. We're only doing Volume 1 because we only have an hour to talk about movies here today. Uh, this movie was pretty well regarded in its initial release, uh, garnered an 84% Rotten Tomato reading, uh, meter reading. And uh, among its reviews, Stephen Hunter from the Washington Post says, it's delivered with high panache and brio. It's mesmerizing. Uh, Dustin Thompson from the Washington, also from the Washington Post, says, has matched, if not eclipsed, the power and scope of '94's Pulp Fiction. Uh, however, Stephanie Zakarik from Salon says, Kill Bill is one long yakety yak about Tarantino's passions. He is the samurai who won't shut up. And that is <laughs> all those are true in their own way. All those are like, true she's not in their wrong. own way. She is not wrong that he is the samurai that will not shut the hell up. Kind uh, of, yeah. Yeah. I like yakety yak. Yakety yak. yak. <laughs> Don't talk back. Um, all right. So joining uh, me here in the studio today uh, is our first comic. She is uh, a fixture in the alternative comedy scene and here in New York City and, and in Brooklyn and uh, paid host to. My worst bomb in 2018 when I was on your show it was my my worst bomb of the year, and here you are. Oh, that's wonderful. On my podcast. <laughs> I feel bomb. honored. This is, I don't think you bombed. I uh, will talk about it. Okay. I'm sure, but like, <laughs> yeah, I want to know the story now. I if we have time, we'll, we will have time. Uh, no, it's <laughs> like I I had just had like the best set of my life like the night before. I want. Isn't a it always that way yeah. when you're riding the high? When you're is riding when you the crash high, and the I'm most. like, oh my god, I am the best comedian that ever lived. I have won hundred and fifty dollars at a festival last night, and now I'm going to show Ugh, these these you even Bushwick got money for your your craft, <laughs> yes. which always just, feels the best. The hubris was building. The, the wax wings was, flying yeah, towards the sun. Yes, and then the then the act before me set off some dry ice on the stage, and I felt like a ghost. Oh yeah, that was. That was funny. That was that was weird, and I liked it. That was very weird. 
And like, yeah, she's weird, but she's weird in a fun way. That was, yeah. And like, I was just a pair of hands telling jokes and nobody seemed to laugh oh, at it. But I'm, well, I'm glad you thought true. it went okay. <laughs> well, the show's also called Not For Everyone. And so I well, always like to say that it's a, it's a, uh, it's like a guy's like a, hey, um, I don't have to be good because I warned you. So that's right. well, <laughs> it feels okay if you don't do well on it because you're like, well, it's not for everyone. So. I certainly delivered on that. And <laughs> Here she is, Morgan Root. Hello. Hi, Hello. Morgan. You have <laughs> not seen Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, is, I did not until this morning. Until this morning. Yes. To the right of Morgan is uh, is a comedian that I've worked with a few times on shows, and he is the host of the podcast Broadway Baby. Here is Alex Vasella. Hello. And you, Alex, are a fan of Kill Bill and all things Tarantino. Very that much so. Correct. He's got a hateful eight you're shirt currently on. You're wearing a hateful eight shirt. I am, and a lot of people did not care for this movie. A lot I of people liked it a lot. Care for that movie? I I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a, too long. I'll totally give you that, but I like it. Morgan, is this your first Tarantino movie, or have you seen any of his other work? So I've seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. I've seen Django Unchained. Django that, Unchained. Yeah. That, yeah. Is that how it's... Let's say yes. I've seen clips of Kill Bill because my one friend, it's his favorite movie, and for some reason he wanted to show me this, like, the the little fountain in the samurai in the snow. Okay. Weird choice for an intro clip, but okay. Yeah, I I literally sent him a clip of that today, and he's like, wow, that's a hyper-specific memory. And I was like, you tried to show me this one time on YouTube, but... Here we are, three years later. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Full now. circle. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So only those. So two. you have a little <laughs> bit. You have a little bit of a, of a knowledge of Tarantino and his his particular like quirky style, but not not uh, a fan. You would say. Yeah, he. I. He's just. I'm not really into all things so masculine. Well, that's why you're here. That's yeah. what was the whole point of bringing you on is because you're not into all things masculine. If I just wanted to have a bunch yeah. of dudes on here, I would have, I would just call any podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm like hateful towards him, but I would say that sometimes my opinion is, oh, brother. Like, I'm <laughs> starting to get that way with some of his lines, too. So I'm, you're not you're not wrong. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Yes. Uh, OK, so Morgan, give me your um, give me your first impressions now that you just saw. Kill Bill Volume 1 just a few hours ago. So first takes, background, uh, when I see fighting in movies, my brain usually turns off and it just is like, fighting, oh, fighting, so this was yeah. dis- fighting. This wasn't even a movie to you. Well, I would like to say, though, that some of the fighting, I was like, oh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I enjoyed some of the artfulness of the fighting. I like. I was like, oh, this is 2004. All right. Yeah. Um, I think some of it was a little too long. Like some of it, and I also think that some of the villains weren't trying too hard. Uh, like in, in that way. one scene. Okay, really quick though, I just got yeah. a thoughts. Like there's like a million people coming yeah. at Uma Thurman, but like, are you? I I just kept focusing on the people who weren't attacking. They were just kind of like oh, moving their like swords side to side. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why? I'm like, I don't believe this. And so, <laughs> well, they're waiting their turn. <laughs> yeah, but why? Like it's a million people versus one. That's a fun little game. And, and if you ever start watching more action movies with like crowd action, you'll start to see that. Uh, I think I think famously the first Kingsman movie has a guy like punching himself in the really? background. Yeah, it's like yeah. That's why I don't like it. I mean, I'm like one who really likes 
small little details to come together yeah. like the littlest plot hole besides like the bigger suspending disbelief thing i'm like i don't get it <laughs> what why are these these only 20 of these crazy 88s are crazy. The rest, yes. of, them just, <laughs> the rest of them are just mildly disturbed. The not really phoning in the crazy. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought I was, it, it kind of felt like it was what 2004 thought was feminist, but it was really just sort of like, look at these hot girls. Oh, yeah. We're done. <laughs> yes. Put that in your back pocket. But also, wasn't this when the Harvey Weinstein stuff was happening? Because that's oh, he enabled Weinstein his whole career, which he is why I feel gross Weinstein. about Tarantino yeah. right well, now. Well, because yeah. I was he watching knew. this, and I'm like, she's like, the anger that she has for Bill, I'm like, this is also the anger yeah. that she's yeah. living in real life. So there mm -hmm. was, there's also like a really serious car accident on the set of this film. Yeah, it was volume was two. Yeah. So well, sad. I mean, it's all the same movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's an editorial decision to cut it in half. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, that was part of like Uma Thurman's big complaint is that uh, in addition to all the like the, the gross sexual stuff that Harvey Weinstein did, he he basically covered this accident up uh, so that there wouldn't be any like liability against the, the company and that Tarantino like enabled all of that. And we actually have yeah. a clip of the accident. The clip is the accident's actually online. I've seen uh, it. Oh, wow. And I haven't. We're gonna look That's at our that. roles. I, I love that we're showing He's the accident it? before the film. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to show. We're going to show the film first. <laughs> okay. But we will show the accident. It's like we're jumping right we're, to the fucking. We're jumping accident. right into it. Yes, we're jumping. We're front loading the complaints, and then we'll talk about you know all of the movie references. No, not okay. at all. She was very talented, though. She's a very yeah, she's talented great. lady. Yeah. The, all the acting in that movie, I think, is stellar. Yeah, Alex, give me your um, give me your impressions now that you have rewatched it versus okay. when you first saw it. So when I first saw this movie, I was sixteen, and the extent of my movie knowledge was like Star Wars and yeah. Disney cartoons. So I saw this with an older friend of mine, and just from like the opening titles where she's just like there, and he's like, "Do you find me sadistic?" And then the gunshot. I was like, "What is happening?" And it blew my little high school mind. Yeah, and every. Thing. It just kept getting crazier and crazier and different elements from different kinds of movies that I didn't know anything about, but was just like freaking my shit. And then I thought it was like, it was also this really human story about a woman who feels like she had her life ripped away from her. And I was just so sucked into the drama and I thought it had good joke. It just had, it hit all my buttons at once, buttons I did not know I had. Gotcha. And then I started to just mainline this movie. I've probably seen it upwards of 20 or 30 times. And watching it again, I still really, really like it. Uh, I wonder what is going on behind the scenes because I'm like, yeah, you knew about Weinstein and you just yeah. pretended you didn't. But I was like, okay, am I going to feel that this is, like you were saying, the, oh, this is what a 2004 bro thinks feminism is? I think that when I watch a lot of the female characters interact, they, they're they all written, I think, really intelligently. Like, they all kind of look at each other like, oh, she's going to cut off his head. It's going to be awesome. Slice. And they're like, ha-ha, it's going to be great. And men yeah. are underestimating these women the entire movie. And all those men get, like, murdered in gruesome ways for being sexist pigs. So my thoughts on that are that why I think that's, like, a 2004 feminism thing. Because to me it seemed like... Sex was a weapon that men use against women, you know, and then women have to fight with these people who see them sexually, and it was just so strange because it's like women like sex. Like they I do. don't get why it has to be so violent. Like so many of them, <laughs> I don't I, know. I just, I'm not. 100 well, just like sure. when I'm like, I don't know. There, 
just it's like okay sorry there was a few times when it sort of like felt that way where like when she was in the hospital bed like we have to use this rape thing sort of to the first half know. hour is incredibly rapey that, yeah that i don't know bit. i just yeah. i think this is something that's been more talked about like past since 2004 but like you don't need to do rape to show that you overcome something like That's you true. don't have to be raped to be a yeah. powerful woman yes and i and he does hit the rape button a little like pulp fiction has that whole thing with the hillbilly rape that we yeah. doesn't really age well it's still a good well, it's scene just but like, it shouldn't it's I you can care you can be sympathetic sympathetic to a woman without her being having to like yeah. overcome this rape yeah. yeah and her the thing that she's overcoming with just her entire family getting killed is more interesting than just oh and she was in a coma and people were taking turns on her you know what really yeah. quick though that coma why was no one checking in on her like okay the medical you industry's think fucked up right. you didn't kill her you didn't kill her because you wanted her to come back and have a fighting chance but no one is watching to see when she comes out of that coma like you guys deserve to die one uh, in a row. Uh, honor? I don't know. I mean, also, I, it would have been on the news. She killed one guy and she smashed another guy's head, and a patient escaped. The guy's car is missing. I'm sorry. I this is no. the, I'm too into little details. I hear you. Okay, this movie this, well, it wouldn't work if social media was a thing at the time. So it'd be like, woman kills 88 out. people. <laughs> she has been arrested already. Here's, so um. I was I I know this movie pretty well too, and um, I have a, I have a kind of a I've had kind of a, a, a weird relationship with Tarantino in the past couple of years. But the, to answer your question, Morgan, that Tarantino's explanation for why this movie is not realistic in that sense, other than the fact that you know there's there's like geysers of blood everywhere and things like that, is there's a lot of spraying of blood. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> in Kill Bill's main. Or excuse me, in Tarantino's like mainline films, his Pulp Fiction. Wait, what was his first one? Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, and no, like I all seen of those it. films, so good. they all take place in a universe, mm-hmm. like it's like an interconnected like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but for Tarantino characters. Yeah. But for like blood. But for blood, oh, yeah. yeah. The Bloodverse. And Kill Bill is a movie that those people watch. Yeah, it's a movie in that universe. It's a movie in the movie, so that universe isn't realistic. And then and that's fair. their movies are even less realistic. Uh, you wouldn't know that just by watching it. Like, just like watching that, one. You just yes. You yeah. just have also, to I, know I don't Tarantino know. really well to like know that he. I was he like, this guy's like tooting his own horn. Oh, he's coming he in that. with the oh, yeah. fourth Tarantino the movie. Fourth but then his I was ego. like, they're probably good movies. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know. I just don't like him. I don't know why. No, it's fine. I don't like him as a person. Here. Yes. Especially now that I know all that other shit. I thought he was obnoxious before. But oh, he is a he's he I, sucks I, as a human being. I think his Absolutely. work is not pretentious, but I think he as a person is he hugely is pretentious. Huge. He has some pretentious. Yeah, there were some good shots. Yeah, yeah. That's what I gotta say about some, him making a movie. I think there was some good shots. There are some that good looked shots. Yeah. nice. Arrow so wise, when I watched this movie, I, I had a couple of things. I I have seen. Let me think here. I've seen, since I transitioned, I've seen only two Tarantino films, The Hateful Eight for the first time, and I think Django Unchained on a rewatch. And um, I don't even know if that's accurate. It may, may just be Hateful Eight. Um, and so, this, so I don't have a lot of experience with Tarantino as a lady person and having had lady person experiences since then. Mm-hmm. 
And on one level, it's nostalgic because I remember watching this uh, when I was younger, and I thought, oh, okay, he's doing, he's doing a, a thing, a reference to Battle Royale, a Japanese movie about schoolgirls that kill each other. Oh, yeah. I did feel um, that. I felt that. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, references, and he's got, you know, this this very famous Japanese martial arts actor, Sonny Chiba, and he's, he's in the... He's in the the tea house giving you know giving her the sword and that's a reference to a lot of Sonny Chiba's movies and mm-hmm. like I was like okay what what are we picking out here like this was like a fun little like game that Tarantino played with other movie geeks and I was a huge movie geek at the time and like and watching that I I remembered like that satisfaction like okay he's he's making one for the fans this is his fan service film in, in a lot of ways and then like and then like you though I'm also like but also what's with all the rapiness bro like this is and it's like played for laughs it's not just the fact that it's like she has to endure my name's buck and, and i like to fuck my name's isn't buck that and I like so funny yeah. <laughs> exactly and, and then, then buck gets his head fucking bashed in with a door and yeah. yeah but i don't know it's not a payoff for me <laughs> it's not yeah that's the thing is that and i remember watching it and being kind of uncomfortable with it at the time i was like well it's like i just had to endure this i had to endure like Tarantino's like love of like keeping on the wrongness like he loves mm-hmm. to push buttons and he loves to be edgy he's very much of an edgelord kind of guy and like that's why he's like, thrown around, he's thrown on the n-word in his other movies um yeah because if you have quite a, a lot or say it it's fine but not even. oh everyone everyone every, all shades it. and colors yeah. say oh, it in right. his movies like, yeah. well if you said it in a racist time it's fine yes <laughs> or just or if the person got killed later, or like, there's a yeah. lot of like, yeah, and there's a lot of like justifications for it. But yeah, the the opening half hour was was a hard was hard for me to watch because it was like this is just gross, and this is what I was getting a vibe off that was like, and I, I think we had we discussed this when we talked about the Entourage movie is that you can see like the you can see the attitudes that produced like Harvey Weinstein in the art itself you can see like sure. you can see like yeah. the the way that, that the way that they didn't really value the experience they just used it for entertainment and it was a male perspective on a female experience yes, i think that is okay. what it is it's a movie about female empowerment from a male perspective so they're like there's no real woman for me coming through like a i don't know it's just like fighting <laughs> it's just i don't know no you I do know. You do know. That's I the do thing. Know. You do know. You're, you're, <laughs> Sorry. You're Sorry. Your I work on that with my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like therapy. This is like Tarantino therapy. Alex, mm-hmm. you, have, you got something you want to say? Nope. I'm just, li- <laughs> just listening, trying, hoping I'm not a bad Good. person for liking this movie. No, no, no. No, that's fine. Because no, I know it? that I'm a little white fella, and I have, I'm have. i sure I have privileged goggles on, and I'm doing hey, my best to be to be woke. And I just, I, I'm well, trying, mouthy, but trying so hard. <laughs> all right. So... I think the women in this movie are really, really good characters. All right, all right. All right. I also so, objectified them, if that makes it better. I was oh. also like, oh my God, Lucy oh, yeah. Liu is so hot. Lucy Liu is like gorgeous She's in this so, thing. Well, they all so are. Every they're woman all in this so thing hot. is like ridiculously but that, hot. Oh my God, they're all so hot. Like, that's the thing with me. <laughs> Am I progressive? I literally sent a picture to my friend of like Jillian Anderson, but you can see her nipples through her shirt. And I was, <laughs> and I knew it would make my friend's day. And my roommate was like, wow, that's like, she was like horrified that people were sharing that photo. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Have you terrible. seen the nipples? Oh, I, I mean, I'm still a creep. I, I'm still attracted to women, which makes me a creep. 
but I have it. my women lens. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you're, 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 you're feminist creep. You have, I am a self-aware creep, which yes. is all any creep can be, you know? And that's fine. Absolutely, that's fine. Like, we're Live all that little creepy. That's what yeah. Radiohead meant. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all creeps at heart. Alex, <laughs> you're you're a woke bait. No worries. No one's attacking you here. No one's oh, attacking yeah. your, your woke bait status. Safe space. You're a woke bait. Oh, okay. You know, this you're, is a safe space if I have You're not them. going to be mansplaining by voicing your opinion. You okay. can have a contrary opinion. I really appreciate your carefulness, though. But go ahead and... Tell us how you feel about what Morgan was saying. I think the the I do agree that the rape thing is unnecessary. Yeah. I do feel I I wonder how they would have set it up that I guess she could have just killed somebody mean in the hospital to find out to get the car to, to go the It's away. funny that also to me that she woke up in a hospital and immediately was like, I'm in danger. Yeah. Because when I'm in a hospital, I think like I think she I'm was, in a hospital. I think she was Sam. She kind of knew what was going on that whole time. Yeah, but she like, spits at people when they're like, "Hey, you're those... fucking hot." She's like, Poof, "Yeah," but she's yeah. unconscious. That's true. Maybe she, she felt she that stuff. Of, that yeah. would make more sense yeah. because she did have that sort of like flashback moment. Because I was just thinking, I was like, none of these people are even watching this hospital. Like, why does she wake up so scared? <laughs> yeah, I, and I think you know the, the really it's easy... the grossest hospital ever. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Wait, it, ha- like, what even hospital did it they looks take like the hospital in Twenty Eight Days Later, but like after all the zombies showed up, it's just like oh, no one either. works yeah. here, and this, the floor is filthy. This weird <laughs> deserted hospital populated by two redneck guys, pretty much. So. Oh, yeah. I think I think the easy thought experiment to, to, to do right now is just to imagine that if Kill Bill were about a guy and okay. if he were in a coma, would there be a scene of like men raping him in his sleep? Probably not. Probably and that's why not. I think you have a valid point with that. But there could be. It would there ju- could it be. Would he's done, he's done man rape. Thing. He has. He's <laughs> done anything he did it earlier. It would yeah. achieve the same thing of like, but like that's it would be just, just the thing. It gross. just yeah. isn't yeah, it, it used wouldn't necessarily, as often. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's like prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it wouldn't be something that you wouldn't give a second thought to in 2004. You'd be like, oh, wow, there's, there's, uh, there's a guy getting rape raped in, in, a, in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Equal rape. No rape at all. Yes. No Equal more. Equal rape. Can that be the title? Equal, <laughs> Equal rape means zero rape. Yeah. And like oh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Equal rape is consensual rape. You know, like when you hire someone to do it. Okay. Oh, like consensual like ravishment fantasies. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Like there was a, a, a high maintenance episode with Margaret Cho, and mm. she, um, they so hired good. someone so to gangbang her. Yeah. 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 But it was consensual. It was consensual. It's like, like, like a fun consensual, thing. Consensual, like femme gang rape BDSM. Yeah. And that's the only In a moving rape. truck. Yeah. It that sounds was, awesome. That was I love that so show. Good. <laughs> I was so good. All right. We're going to watch. Um, we're going to watch the trailer. And then we're going to discuss uh, what, what issues that it brings up, if any. So mm-hmm. just a sec. Not too long ago, I was quite the professional. My friends and I, we were the creme de la creme in an exclusive industry. And we all worked for this man, Bill. Then one day, I decided to leave, settle down, and start a new life. But when I tried to get out, they did me in. 
I guess they should have tried a little harder. So I suppose it's a little late for an apology, huh? You suppose correctly. Now it's kill or be killed. You have every right to want to get even. Get even? Even, Stephen? I would have to kill you. That'd be about square. And I choose kill. Mommy, I'm home. Hey, baby. How was school? One tick to Tokyo, please. One way. That woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die. No kidding, I heard it was kind of hard. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. Yeah. Oh. Any more subordinates for me to kill? All right, so we so we saw the trailer, and yeah, it it looked like a it looks like it looks like a fun action yeah. movie, and, and yeah. it is. I think it's I think that's a pretty accurate. Um, so here's the thing. I think this is what I was thinking of too. Like when I was watching this, so like I think Kill Bill is like the first of um, Tarantino's films where he's getting revenge on behalf of people he's not. Um, mm-hmm. He's getting revenge on behalf of the Jews in Inglorious Bastards, and he's getting revenge on the behalf of of african-americans and on behalf of slavery in django and chain and none of these things are are anything that underdogs they're underdogs and they're not part of his experience but he's he's using them as like as like a backdrop to tell his revenge story and i think and i what i worry about sometimes is that we get we get a little too careful and it's 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 hard to say where where the line is hard to say it at what point do we have to respect the identity of the people telling the story, and at what point is it just a universal story? Can 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 straight men make movies about women or people that are of different races than they are? Is I th- that I think yes, but you got to just be really, really, be really, really sure yeah. that you are making sure that you're not using any stereotypes by accident. I think yes, but those people need to be part of it yeah yeah there you go if you're gonna make a movie about a certain type of people include that certain type of people in the making of the movie yeah and i that's valid that's valid but also but you know there's but especially with someone especially with (laughs) someone like tarantino where, where the authorial stamp is so is so big it's hard even if there were like there were a lot of women on kill bill and it still but from is a creative perspective probably not but the, oh, lot, yeah, actually, there's, yeah. there's a lot of he hires a lot of women and his uh sally menke was his editor for yeah. years until she died 
So yeah, he that's is a pretty inclusive set. That's actually a part. That's, that's like a kind of a, a tradition of like these like big. Just goes to show you, you know, even in an inclusive environment. Yeah. The rape still happens. The rape, yeah. still, like well, like these these big male filmmakers, <laughs> like like Scorsese, also worked uh, with uh, Thelma's uh, Thelma Schoonmaker. Thelma Schoonmaker, I think. Yeah, Thelma Schoonmaker. That's a fun name. Who's that? That's that's, uh, that's his Scorsese's longtime editor. editor. Oh. And um, yeah, that's and I think that I think that relationship is somewhat somewhat relatively common amongst like the 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 male auteur. Like they yeah, they like having a female editor to like bounce the pastiche of the film off of. I think they, they want that energy, but it's still them. It's still, it's still very much like a dude movie. Like, so yeah, I, I think that is true to have like some level of like creative input, but like also let's have some women make revenge movies. Yeah. yeah. But back to the, the point of mm. can he make stories about, struggles he has not gone through. I do think that when he has written characters who have been, uh, who are from other experiences, he has written them so uh, intelligently and so nuanced that they always come off like real people. So I never feel like, oh, this is just what a guy thinks Jews talk like. It's like, no, this is a guy who's read a ton of history and goes, my heart is breaking when I read these Holocaust stories. I'm going to make a movie where they burn a theater full of Nazis and it's going to feel awesome. Yeah. I I believe that 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 aspect of his work, as as we've said, he has a lot of problems that I don't like about him. I think that aspect of him is not a bad, I think that's actually a, um, a good thing that he does. I, I think that I, I I think that um Inglorious Bastards is his best film because he, he seems to have the most empathy for the characters that he's writing, even within that like revenge world. But like that's not but Inglorious Bastards is kind of like the high point of that. Like I, I don't think um, I don't think necessarily Django Unchained or, or even Kill Jango. Bill has that little nuance. And I'll I can't see your new movie because you hired a wo- a man who was convicted of choking a woman who didn't want to fuck him. Oh. So oh. I'm done with you, boy. Alex, what movie think- is that? It's uh, called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It looks like it's gonna be good. That's a dumb title. Sorry, you're a dumb title. No, <laughs> so uh, it's true. But that's my gut reaction. It's what's it's based on uh, Once Upon a Time in the West and Once Upon a Time in America, which were uh, Sergio and I don't Leone know the movies. references. Once yeah. again, just not my niche. All right. But also, um, but yeah, most a, the audience doesn't know that, though. Yeah. And it's uh, it uses the backdrop of the Manson murders to show Hollywood changing from the 60s to the 70s yeah. and careers mm. dying. And it's probably going to be great. I, I'm not giving it money. Not all that, not, I know all that shit about him. Yeah. I'll bootleg it later. I'll mm. watch it. I will not pay for it. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I, do wanna, I did want to get to that because we are starting around the corner on this. And I, I wanted to devote some amount of time um, <laughs> to, the, to the legacy of Kill Bill yeah. and the legacy of... Um, Tarantino in our post Me Too environment. So yet you won't watch it, is what you're saying. You won't watch Tarantino's won't next. No, movie. I will you watch it. You won't pay because for I, it. that's my self care. But I will not pay for it. You will not pay for it. Yes. You will not support him financially. I will not support him anymore. Financially. Interesting. I'm done. Uh, explain more. Oh, go for um, it. Well, so so when the Weinstein news broke, and also the fact that this starts with a Weinstein logo already, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's that's a hard one to uh, take. Yeah, and so and. My first uh, thought after I read all those pieces about what he had been doing and how horrible it was, I was like, did Quentin know? Because he was like, they were connected entire career. 
he we they hooked up first for Reservoir Dogs, and then that was their deal. He produced him, and Harvey was the only person he would listen to, and Quentin was the one person that he knew. All I have to do is trust this guy's instincts, and we will make a good movie. And they did. They really did. But I was like, did he know? Because Kevin Smith also worked with Harvey Weinstein, and he went on his podcast, and he was sobbing. He's like, I didn't know. I'm so yeah. sorry. I would I would throw my whole career. I didn't know. I believe Kevin Smith. Also, I do. He also dated Mira Servino at the time yes. of her worst sexual harassment right before mm-hmm. them. Like, uh, and like Tarantino will outright say that he stopped sexually harassing and stopped uh, being disgusting to Mira Servino only when Tarantino started dating her. Yeah. So the whole backstory, I read his oh, piece in the good Times. for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read his piece in the Times. I'm like, all right, buddy, we now know that you knew. Explain yourself. Yeah. And he said... Oh, uh, well, I thought that, you know, he was just had crushes on these women. I'm like, you fucking... Knew. I don't buy his explanation. No, I really it's, don't. It's, 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 it's not convincing. Because I think he's a... Quentin Tarantino, by his films and his dialogue, super intelligent. I don't buy that he was that dumb to not to, to rationalize this stuff. Either he yeah. was willfully ignorant or he's lying. I well, think he's lying. And it's because it's Harvey Weinstein. He's the most powerful yeah. man in Hollywood at the time. Mm, and... I would just like to say, I recently watched that Michael Jackson documentary. And the whole thing is God tier of talent. When you put someone up on that tier because they make work that can make so much money, they get away with whatever they want. And that's what the problem is there. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, no, I knew this is my money. This is my career. I'm this if I do this, I'm not going to make money anymore. So, it's for yeah. it's for the greater good of mm-hmm. my career. So, yeah. whatever if a few people get pissed on by people in power. Yeah. And yeah. so he said he mentioned Mira Sorvino in in his Times interview and he was like yeah Harvey was 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 after her too much and then I started dating her and said like how hey, you leave her alone and he kind of did blah, blah. and then Uma Thurman was on the red carpet and they're like hey some uh, some red carpet interviewer was like hey how about this Weinstein thing like way too cheerful and she was like I will talk yeah. when I am ready I was like oh the something rage, happened the rage in her oh my god yeah, yeah. I want to cry just thinking about me it. too and then so Get it? Okay. She. Me too. Oh. Uh, mm. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, you want? Uh, no, this, you say it. I'll so stop. this show where women just speak their minds without, without, without regard to how, how distasteful it is. Yeah. But anyway. I also love that in this scenario, I'm the representative of bro culture, and I'm just like, I'm scared of bro culture because they would put my head in a toilet in high school. That's that's the charm of this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, yeah, masculinity then, unchecked is a little weird. Totally. And. <laughs> Uh, then Uma Thurman was like, hey, Harvey Weinstein tried to rape me twice, and I told Quentin, and he just didn't do anything. And I was like, yeah. you fucking monster. Your friend, Uma Thurman, who was there with you your whole career, who you bounced ideas off of, they created the character of the bride together, they had this kind of really good synergy. You yeah. let that happen to her because you cared more about... And then when we found out about the the, uh, the car accident... Yeah, I'm like, we're going to roll that in just and, a second. Yeah, and so he just to preamble the car thing his explanation of the car thing i think he didn't have malicious intent but i think he didn't he he had driven the car down the the road to make sure that it wasn't dangerous and they said hey the light's kind of changing can we do it the other way and he's like yeah i I drove it It, it's fine so i think 
he was willfully um, careless with wanting his shot. But I don't think he was like, fuck you, drive the car, like like it sounded like first off. But I also think he cares more about cinema than human life as much as he should, clearly based on just the uh, rationalizing all that Weinstein shit. And then this didn't help. Yeah, So yeah. I think he cares so much about movies that he's willing to let other shit slide that he should not let slide. Right. Well, can I say this really quick? Um, So they showed a quote in the movie that was like, the assassin doesn't focus on anything. A bridge, whatever, doesn't focus on anything else except de- defeating their opponent. Yeah. And I would say Quentin Tarantino doesn't mm. care about anything else except accomplishing his goal of his movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's at least a, not enough. So that's what to to the exclusion of, of to the exclusion of others, and that is actually a good way to preamble the clip of the accident. So we're gonna roll that oh, right no. now. All right. It's going to be uncomfortable. Hold on. Okay, we just watched the um, we just watched the car crash from the end of Kill Bill Volume Two. Actually, is what is what that comes in, in the film, and basically what Tarantino wanted he wanted this sh- particular shot of like the bride's hair in the wind, and she's just basically um, on her way to the end to her final mission. I believe she's mm-hmm. on her way to get to Bill, and um, and you can see the road coming up and all this. And it's very cinematic. And you can kind of see what Tarantino was going for. But he didn't want to lose the light. Didn't want to lose the day. So he he shot this thing with a, a person that... Not an experienced driver. Yeah, she was a little scared. Yeah. And Wait, with was a, that actually Uma Thurman? That was actually Uma Thurman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she have a stunt double? She she did for the whole like all volume one. She has Zoe Bell, but for some reason for that scene they didn't they didn't want the stunt. He double. wanted he didn't think the stunt double was convincing. Okay. In the shot, he yeah. didn't think the stunt double could double. The stunt double was fine for stunts, but for a, a static shot, he he didn't think it looked enough like her to double, which is why he did that. Uh, that's mistake one. Totally. And then uh, they loaded up. Yeah, because the stunt double should have gotten to the car accident. <laughs> well, that's just mistake one. Yeah. The, the stunt double is an ex- the stunt driver would be an experienced driver. Yeah, who, it's true. It would knows. be because they were just like in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Kind and then he also loaded a heavy camera rig onto this car that couldn't really support it, and then had her drive over sand mm-hmm. that caused the the car to like go out of control she didn't just she didn't just casually it looks kind of like she just casually kind of drives into the tree but she yeah. actually loses control yeah, of the it car looked like it definitely like spinned out a little bit yeah 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 so um that accident happened and it and uma thurman's still dealing with uh, the physical effects to this day but what happened was um is that weinstein basically covered it up he covered it up didn't want bad press to affect the film he didn't want he didn't want there to be like a, a large lawsuit. He, he he used his power to cover it up, and Tarantino abetted it, and that was a big part of the dissolution of that relationship between Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino. That she felt that he took Weinstein's side on that. Yeah, he he and he was like, yeah, you're right, but like I can't do anything. And he could have done something, but he the he producer could have. and yeah. Weinstein and I think another guy just buried that and he enabled it as he did with his whole career in them so yeah because it benefited them more it benefited than they cared them more about it hurting her totally yeah. yeah 
and like, that shot is still in the movie, so it kind of breaks my heart to watch it. I'm like, oh, there's the Hatorians. Oh, yeah, Lord. it's still in the movie. Yeah, and like you hear about these guys that were big in the '90s. This Robert Rodriguez also had kind of like a a, a gross um, relationship with Harvey Weinstein, and he had, and he was um, he was dating Rose McGowan at, at some point, and. Oh, I love and yeah, and he ki- and he knew about maybe not to the actual level of criminality that, but he knew that Harvey was hugely, hugely inappropriate, um, and he very well could have heard from Rose about the actual uh, well, rapes. He did. So that the the story about um, so so they made a movie Robert Rodriguez and Rose McGowan called Planet Terror, which yeah. the title means nothing. Um, it was half a grindhouse that they did with Tarantino, right. and his half was Death Proof. And Rose McGowan had told Robert Rodriguez, Harvey Weinstein tried to rape me. And now yeah. I, or, or I think did rape her. It wasn't even attempted. He he did. Yeah. Um, and so Robert Rodriguez, I th- I think he thought he was doing the right he thing. He thought he was white knighting. I thought, yeah I, th- yeah. I think he was trying, but he totally did something super tone deaf, which was he built rape scenes into that movie where she would then kill her attackers and then oh, overcome god. it so yeah yeah and she and she is oh my god that's so dumb yeah <laughs> yeah that's such a dumb response it hey, really is maybe yeah. you should relive your trauma yeah and that's what she said later she's like yeah i had to do this scene where a dude's trying to rape me and then i get a gun leg and everything's fine yeah. like it didn't feel fine and so well, i think he like he was trying but that's such a stupid thing to put her through yeah to it's just it's total male lens white and, and like and also and just making the movie and then casting her in it as punishment to harvey made oh, wait, made yeah. harvey made harvey money made, made harvey yeah. pay her what like punishment yes made harvey pay her a, a, a few hundred thousand dollars she didn't get paid a lot of money for yeah, and it. then she got like blacklisted after that i'm yeah. pretty sure she hasn't worked a whole lot so yeah and like i I was I was never a huge fan of Rodriguez, but I was a big fan of um, Tarantino in my in my previous life. And it is it is weird to re-experience these guys uh, after all this has come out. Yeah, it's well, it's difficult. It's thing, really difficult. Like the Me Too movement in general, Harvey Weinstein didn't invent rape. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> like, not. No. Like he brought it product, to the mainstream for a while. Like we just product started of a talking system. about yeah. it all at once. But something really depressing my mom said once, we were just like very casually just like talking like, yeah, we know lots of people who have been harassed and raped. And my mom goes, it's everyone. Which is my mom very casually yeah. telling me that she got assaulted. Yeah. And yeah. me just being like, me too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why the shit's crazy because it's like, why did we just start caring? Why are we just talking about why it, it take now? It why did this, it take, so take this long? Fucking yeah. long? Yeah. Like we used to think, or at least me personally, because I was a child, but I was like, we're really progressive now, like in 2004. It's like, yeah. no. It's like when you, who, who was it? I don't even remember who this actress was, but she was like a hot, she was hot shit in like the 70s, 80s. And I remember someone interviewing her like, hey, did you ever have a Me Too movement? And she just started laughing. And I tried to look up who it was, but I can't remember. She's blonde yeah. and hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> which just goes to show me. But also when you were saying Rose McGowan, I was like, damn, she's so hot. So like, <laughs> it's hard. I, you not just gotta own that. your yeah. creepiness, yeah. but also consent. <laughs> yeah, it's all about One of the reasons why 
to, to put it as you said, we're just caring now is because companies have realized that it is financially viable I know. to care, which is disgusting. Oh, and true. part of the thing, like, I support Time's Up, but Rose McGowan said something really smart about Time's Up. She goes, hey, that's a, b- a brainchild of CAA. You guys enabled Weinstein for years. You're just trying to cover your tracks. Yeah. yeah. So I think... What it's like ha- how recycling is cool now. Yeah. Because it it's whatever the popular opinion is is what's going to make money yes yeah totally so like it's good but also i'm really glad that rose mcgowan was there to say like oh you no no no, no. i'm glad you're doing this but don't act like you're like innocent in this because this is partly your fault in a big way so now you just realize that it's profitable to do that because now people are like oh yeah we really can't tolerate this anymore and then it spirals yeah but don't I, like this is this is damage control on the part of this agency at a certain point. It, it, and it's hard because like Tarantino was one of the bigger film people in, in my own growing up, and I have really a hard time watching his movies now. Uh, sometimes because of the content, mostly because of the environment that they were made in, mm-hmm. him, Weinstein, all of that. And you're right, Morgan. Like, why did it take so long? And I think that I, uh, there's not a good answer to that. I no, mean, because well, I mean, there's not. There's, I mean, history. Yeah, looking back, lots yeah. of things not so, so great. Yeah, like like R. Kelly. Only now are we like, oh, we should put him in prison. We've known about this guy for yeah. 15 years. Oh my god, did you see his breakdown? Yes, that yeah. guy did that shit. Yeah, like, he was very. Well, what did I do that? Well, yeah. it was just. I felt like he was almost talking to himself because he was like. Why would I be so dumb? Like yeah. I would never be so dumb to do something like that. Yeah. But really, just saying, I'm really, so dumb. he's just so angry at himself. Yeah. yeah, and like we've known that for for like almost twenty years. Yeah. Uh, even up until two years ago, I was telling R. Kelly jokes. I basically became a comedian. Desensitized off of R. Kelly yeah. jokes. Yeah, and like, like I laughed at him. The the um, South Park stuff is hilarious. Like yeah. I remember being like, "That's funny," but it's like one of those things. I think like Steve Martin has a thing where it's like, oh, you only young comedians tell jokes about cancer because when you get older, yeah. your friends start dying start- from cancer. Mm. And I think like, I don't know, I can't really say stuff like as critically about that time period of my life because I was a child. Yeah. So I didn't have quite the nuanced view that I might have now. Well, let's hope that now that let's hope we're, let's hope let's hope that we're more careful so that the. The, the junior Weinstein's and the and the junior Tarantino enabling types depends. Don't flourish, and it depends. It depends. It, de- it yeah. It depends. Yeah. The diapers for adults. Yeah. Also that. Brought to you by. <laughs> brought to you by depends. depends. I I love that in that serious moment you you threw in adult diapers. I I can, you know there's something I, with my brain where no, I can never shut down a bit. Do not explain. Do not apologize. I, no, but I, I think it's one it. of my favorite qualities. I'm just going to talk about me for a second. Go for it. Uh, I do that in bed sometimes, and I know it's wrong. Every time, I'm like, don't make a callback to that bit you did earlier. We're having a good time. But I'm always like, here's the callback to the bit we did earlier. And it's funny. I don't know. I just like to be funny at inappropriate times. It breaks tension. Wait, isn't that what comedy is? A comedic exactly. release? Yes. It's comedic Tragedy release. plus time. All right, this has been <laughs> anyway. this 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 has been a fantastic discussion, but we are out of time. Um, Morgan, Alex, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, Morgan, tell the audience uh, listening where they can find you. 
Oh, great. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, I just started tweeting again after like four years yesterday. So mostly Instagram. But it's baby idiot jerk. How those words are spelled. <laughs> Love it. That I, I Morgan wish I, Root. I wish I read that creative with my with my. Oh, handle. it was just an insult, literally. That um, we used to call each other baby idiots in college, and then someone started a, a taunting song that was like, "You're a baby idiot, jerk, jerk, idiot, jerk, idiot, jerk, jerk, idiot, jerk." And then I just sort of took it, so it's not even really mine. It's like a collective of. Yeah. Um, asshole friends that I love. Well, it was a group effort, but yeah, I still appreciate it. Alex, uh, tell the audience where they can find you. Sure, I'm at uh, a Fasella a f o s s e l l a on Twitter. I'm at Alex Fasella on Instagram, which I barely ever use, but the kids are telling me I need to do it. Uh, you I need have, to do it. I Look at us with not social media. You gotta oh, try. Kids in your Snapchats. Uh, I also have two other podcasts. I have Modern Day Philosophers, where we talk. Uh, philosophy with stand-up comedians we just Ooh. had mike kaplan on kevin nealon is the next episode oh wow Will you nice. book me i want to be i like philosophy oh i have a degree in it we'll i talk. asked you on 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 tape just to get a real reaction <laughs> uh and then my other podcast broadway baby where i thought i hated musicals until i was 30 years old and turns out i love them so i'm learning about them with my two theater friends wonderful and we were just reviewed in nice. vulture yesterday Ooh, congrats yes nice nice so, broadway baby pod on twitter and itunes Broadway baby. Awesome, you guys. Uh, as always, I'm Gina Bloom. You can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. And right here on Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture on the More Banana Network. Uh, usually, I, usually I sign off on something from the film, but I don't feel like it today. I think that I, I think that I think that Tarantino had silenced some people, so I think he's going to be silenced by me today. I'm not going to quote you, Quentin, and we're not going to financially support you. You're a very complicated guy, and and hopefully the next Tarantinos of the world uh, will learn from your mistakes. Yeah. And that's all for today. Have a good day. <laughs>